let's talk about different programming models. Hi, I'm Ian Thane. Welcome to another SAP Code Talk. I'm really pleased to have DJ Adams with me, colleague at Global Developer Relations at SAP. DJ, thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me, Ian. Excellent. Well, as I said, let's talk about programming models. And you wanted to have a, a conversation today about functional programming. So um, why are we going to talk about functional programming? Well, it was quite at the forefront of my mind recently because of UI5Con uh, in Bangalore and also UI5Con at SAP um, you know, a few weeks ago, where um, one of the talks I gave was on uh, functional programming. And specifically, it was called Functional Programming for Your UI5 Apps uh, with a, a JavaScript flavor. Um, I also, I write a series of blog posts every Monday morning. And the last but one, I think, was called What Not How, which is, you know, the blog post itself was a little bit about functional programming and, and you know, a functional approach to thinking about computation. And the What Not How phrase is all about, you know, telling the machine what you want rather than, you know, how you want it to go about giving you that type of thing. So it, it was because, you know, I've been talking about functional programming recently. Cool. Okay. So let's just put everybody on the same foundation. Yeah. Can you give me a, a description of functional programming? What is it? It's well, functional programming, as you alluded to at the start, it's a, it's a programming paradigm. Uh, there are you know various programming paradigms out there: uh, uh, procedural, object-oriented, array programming. You know, with with a, the esoteric language APL, logic programming with um, Prolog, for example, and there's also functional programming. And the idea of the functional programming paradigm is based around the, the fact that you, know, you the, the structure and the, the, the component parts of a functional program um, are, are functions. And computation is all about the evaluation of those functions. And there are certain qualities and aspects that uh, one strives for with functional programming. For example, you know, you avoid uh, changing states, you know, the, the whole idea of um, the immutability of data is is key in functional programming, and also, uh, you know, as the name implies, you know, functions are very important in the concept of functional programming in the paradigm, and functions are treated as first-class citizens, which means, you know, while you might normally expect to pass, you know, different values like scalars and arrays and maps, for example, to to, to functions or the methods or receive those as results of calling those you can also pass around and assign to variables and pass around functions themselves so functions are first class citizens okay sounds very academic sounds possibly a little bit difficult is it really that, that, that hard? well i think from the outside it may appear that way to some people when you first start diving in um you know functional programming itself comes from uh, a very different part of the computer language uh, ancestry tree. Uh, it comes from lambda calculus. So you know, the, the great grandfather or great grandmother of, of, of many functional programming languages languages is Lisp, for example, from the fifties, John yeah. McCarthy. Uh, and I think today as well, there's there's a particular language that a lot of people think of when they think of functional programming, which is Haskell. Uh, 
Uh, Haskell is a is quite a tough language to get your brain around. Uh, but I think to be fair to those people trying to get their brains around Haskell, but also to the language itself, to be fair to the language itself, the language has been designed almost as an experimental platform to try out different functional techniques. So um, yes, yes, people use it for real, they use it in real life situations, but it's also, um, it also provides uh, a way to, to discover and to, to build out the whole functional programming idea. That said, there are languages today that you know you and I use that have functional programming aspects. Java, for example, Java, you know, the, the latest version of Java has the concept of lambdas, as in the concept of uh, uh, anonymous functions that you can pass around and so on. JavaScript is a multi-paradigm language, so you, you can write object-oriented in, in JavaScript, uh, although the inheritance is different to what uh, most people would understand there as, you know, uh, it's prototypal rather than uh, sort of object-based and um, or class-based rather. And so with JavaScript and Java and other languages, you can do functional stuff as well. Uh, and, you know, it, the curve is, is very shallow. You can start out trying different functional aspects and get benefits uh, from that right, right from the very get-go. Okay. So how is it uh, relevant to our SAP audience and the SAP ecosphere? Um, that's a good question. So I think there's two parts to the answer to that question. I think the first part from a practical point of view is that, you know, a lot of a lot of us are developing um, front end uh, applications or front end parts to applications. And a lot of us are using uh, the excellent UI5 toolkit for that building mm -hmm. for your apps and so on. And the UI5 toolkit is an HTML5 um, framework, uh, which means that a lot of the stuff we do is in JavaScript. So applying functional techniques or thinking about uh, approaching some of the things that you do within the JavaScript portions of, of, of your work allow you to you know, embrace these sort of ideas and, and actually end up with code that's what I like to call solid state. It doesn't move, you know, it's, it can't break, there's no moving parts. You know? And also the surface area for bugs is smaller because you, know, you write more succinct code. More generally speaking, I think you know, because of the the general direction that we in the SAP developer ecosphere have been going, you know, we're, we're bringing in more and more from the outside, you know, we're adopting and embracing languages, tools, uh, processes, techniques, protocols, formats that are open source and, and from the, from the uh, wider world of computation or computing. So it's important that, you know, we, we keep our eyes open for, for things that will bring us advantages in the enterprise computing space. Okay. So, I'm, I'm sold on the idea. Where do I go to find out more and try out more? So I think one way is to start with JavaScript. Um, you know, that's a language that a lot of people will be using and there are functional uh, mechanisms built into the language. Uh, things like map, filter, reduce, find, and so on. Those are really, really basic uh, uh, sort of baby steps into the idea of, of processing, of list-based processing. You can move on from there by uh, looking at different libraries for uh, JavaScript functional programming libraries like Ramda. Um, and also, if we go back to the uh, thing we talked about earlier, the UI5Con session that I did, I did a hands-on in Germany and then a sort of a lecture style session remotely at Bangalore. Um, mm -hmm. I wrote a worksheet, uh, a 20-page worksheet, uh, which is a sort of a hands-on introduction to functional programming techniques using some examples from the UI5 SDK. So that's something that everybody can get access to. 
uh, maybe we can put a link at the at the end of this video when, we, when yeah. it goes online and so on uh, and they can read through that and you know go step by step and sort of learn uh what it how it feels to go from uh more imperative more sort of procedural approach to doing simple things to doing it in a more functional way excellent dj thank you for joining us and telling us all about that i'm going to have you back again soon so uh, audience members uh Come back soon again and we'll see DJ another time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Ian.